You're listening to Small Business Made Simple, a podcast for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Most of our interviews aren't with professional speakers and authors. The bulk of our interviews are with hardworking business owners that are out in the community building their businesses, leading their teams, and leaving a legacy. And they want to share what they've learned with you. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the owner of One Click Agency, a website design company for small businesses, and I'm also one of the co-hosts of this show. Our goal today is to help you stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Small Business Made Simple. Um, today on the podcast, I have a really cool guy named Alan Langer. Now, Alan um, is a sales and marketing specialist, he, uh, a speaker, trainer, coach. And today, um, we're going to be talking about him as an author. Uh, he is the author of The Seven Secrets to Selling More by Selling Less. And uh, just a quick plug, I'm probably on my third time reading this book. Absolutely phenomenal. We're going to pick a point out of here and run with it and talk about it today. Um, so, Alan, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Sam, thanks very much. I, uh, I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for inviting Absolutely. me. Absolutely, man. So, you are up in Rhode Island, right? I am in Rhode Island. Yep. Beautiful little Rhode Island in the United States of America. <laughs> very cool. So, can you give us a quick background about yourself? I know I kind of ran through what you've got going on. Just a, a couple minutes or so telling us about the book, um, kind of what got you started, and then we'll jump right into uh, a couple secrets that people want to know about selling. Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, I've been in, in sales uh, for the better part of just under 30 years, to be honest. Um, it started different levels, different, uh, you know, B2B, B2C. I even, I, I even have a fundraising experience. I started in Ivy League school in Columbia University asking rich people for money. Uh, mm -hmm. That was my first, uh, and that was funny because I didn't even know I was in sales at that point. I just, you know, that was my job. I just went and asked people for money. And so anyway, I got into sales. I got into a lot of B2C, meeting people in homes, selling sunrooms and 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 kitchens and, and windows and doors and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but what I realized, what, what was the impetus for the book was uh, whenever I joined a company and the company always sends you out for their sales training, they, mm -hmm. okay, you got to go and get trained, follow the process, you know, here's this, here's the company pitch, follow the company pitch. And that's fine. You need to learn the company pitch. You need to learn the product, obviously, <laughs> but the company pitch is basically just designed to, 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 uh, develop 30% closers, you know, three out of 10, that, that's it. If you, if you're with a company, normally it's between 30 and 32% are their requirements for you to keep your job. You got to close three out of 10 people. And I always thought that that was, pretty hideous. Like if you meet a hundred people and 70 of them tell, you no, how is that a successful ratio? So <laughs> I started kind of developing my own things, um, deviating from the sales pitch. And then I realized that nobody wants a sales pitch. And I kind of, you know, I think a lot of people know that, you know, people don't want to be sold to, but sales reps don't know that they don't, they just think that they have to follow the pitch and they have to make the sale. So I, I decided that, you know, I'm a, I'm a writer at heart and I said, I need to write down what I'm doing here. And I, and I created this, this book and it's, and it's seven techniques. It's seven, you know, I call it the seven secrets cause that's a nice marketing book title, but it, it's just basic strategies that kind of use the, how the human mind works, how the brain works, how, how yeah. we are socially, um, to make people much more comfortable with you as a sales rep and to want to buy your product and to really feel good about buying your product or your service. I love it. Uh, something I heard from a business owner that we've actually had on the podcast, uh, Bobby Walker. So real quick, guys, he said, if there's anything 
he is just phenomenally thrilled about when it comes to business is that he learned how to sell right. Um, and that's mm-hmm. what we want to talk about today and teach you guys because as business owners, as small business owners, if you aren't selling, I'm not really sure what's going on. <laughs> Would you agree with that, Alan? Yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, um, the perception out there is like, the, uh, you, you read the book. So the beginning of the book yeah. is like, I asked 200 and whatever it was, 51 people, if, you, if this one question, do you like mm-hmm. meeting with or, or, or talking with a salesperson? And everyone said no. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and since then, I still ask that question to a lot of people that I meet. And I've yet to meet someone who said, yeah, oh, yeah, I love meeting with a salesperson. Nobody mm-hmm. does. So that's what was like, well, why is that? What, everybody's got to buy something. Everybody's got to sell something. But everybody hates meeting with us. <laughs> I don't like meeting <laughs> with a salesperson and I'm a salesperson. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, I, I agree with it. One of, here's a very funny quote. One of my favorite quotes of all time was by Woody Allen. And he said, um, there are worse things in life than death. And then he paused and he goes, have you ever spent an evening with an insurance salesman? So (laughs) that's the perception. People don't want to meet with us. So yes, uh, once you learn how to become the salesperson that people actually want to meet with, you've just got, you you got a huge leg up on everybody else. I love it. So we're going to jump right in here to uh, secret seven. Now, for those of you who have not read the book, there are obviously seven secrets and we would be here for quite a while digging into all of them, but we were just going to pick out one today and talk about it. You're going to have to go get the book if you want to hear the rest. Um, But secret number seven, Alan, is my advice, show the price. So why don't you start off by just sharing why do we need to show the price when it comes to um, our product, our service, and our business? Well, when you and I were chatting right before we started the podcast, you mentioned that that's one of the more confusing things that people struggle with is mm-hmm. how do I show the price? Uh, one of the biggest problems with sales reps is they're afraid of the price. They don't believe in the price. They don't believe their product is worth the price. All of those things come into play and it, and it becomes someone, you become an anxious salesperson trying to show someone how much your product or service is. And if you're anxious about it, well, the customer is certainly going to be anxious about it and they're not going to buy it. Or you need to really do a lot of work to get them to buy it. I, I try to make pricing very, very easy. And, and the customer needs to understand that you really believe in your product and service. Like here's, here's something to, to kind of switch your mindset a little bit. If you really believe that your product or service is going to change their life, is going to help them solve their problem, if you believe that, you go to bed at night saying, you know, wow, what I do, what I have really helps people, then it's your job to figure out how to make them buy it in a comfortable way. So then don't be afraid of the price. That If you're like, wow, th- this, is, this is what I can do for you, this is the price, um, they're going to feel a lot com- more confident doing it. But there's also techniques to do that. And one of them is something that so many reps don't even think about, let alone implement. So I call it show the price. And again, there's a lot of different techniques, but this one's cool. So if you have a product or service that is um, that you can build, let's say it's a, a, a copy machine. It has all these features and benefits, but you can, you can order a copy machine that does 1,000 pages a minute or 500 pages a minute. Instead of sitting there, and especially if you're in front of the customer and on your laptop and you're picking all the features and benefits and he's, he or she's telling you, yeah, I want, I want stapling. I want collating. I want this. So you're putting it all in and then you flip it around and you show them the price. They're going to go, no matter what the price is, they're going to, they're not expecting what the price is. Change it, sit down next to them or turn the computer around to them and have them choose the options. 
have them go through the Excel spreadsheet or the obviously the pricing program you probably have now, the software to, to come up with the price and have them hit the button. Better yet, if you have an iPad, have them touch the screen. Now they are building their own price. They'll never be surprised on what the price is once it's done because they built it. So a great example is when I was selling windows and doors for Anderson, we had this amazing software program that designed entry doors. And I was trying to tell the reps, this is, you're never going to see this because we've never had it before. You always, you know, did everything yourself and flipped it around and wrote it on a piece of paper. There you go, $20,000. And everybody always freaked out. So I would sit there and say, okay, what kind of door do you want? And they would, I put the iPad right in front of them and they would start, you know, hitting the buttons. Oh, I like that door. I like, oh, but the price was right at the bottom. So they hit this one piece of glass and the door went up a thousand bucks. Like, oh, I don't want that. It's too expensive. They hit another piece of glass. Oh, that's only 200. Now, all of a sudden, they're getting to the end, and that $6,500 price tag for that entry door, it's their price. It's not yours. And I, I, I can't remember the last time when I was doing this that someone designed a door that they needed. You know, some people were designing it just for fun, but if they needed the door, they always bought it because they designed it. Right. So if you can figure out a way in your, in your product or service to have the customer actually design and pick the, 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 the features of the product and physically touch the computer, tap the keys, touch the computer, um, you are going to, you'll triple your sales, you will, instead of just flipping a price around. Here at OneClick, we know that at the end of the day, you just want to be a successful business owner. And in order to do that, you need a website that looks amazing and gets results. The problem is you don't know where to start when it comes to building a website, which makes you feel overwhelmed every time you try to begin the process on your own. We believe you should never feel overwhelmed about building a website. We understand what it feels like not knowing where to start, which is why we can handle the work for you. Here's how it works. Step one, visit oneclickagency.com to get a quote. Step two, let us build you a professional website. And step three, your business will stand out online without you lifting a finger. Visit oneclickagency.com today so you can stop feeling overwhelmed about your website and instead get a professional to build one that stands out from your competition and gets you results. So what would you say to a business owner that goes through a quoting process. So let's say they come and the customer, potential customer arrives at the business and they say what they need. And then the business owner turns around and says, you know, uh, give us a couple days. We'll get back to you. Um, what would you say to them um, when it comes to pricing? Because it's a little bit different of a scenario. Should they just mm -hmm. adjust and see what they can do to get it in front of them and have them build it? Like, what about if that's not a possibility? Yeah. So, so if, if, um, if it's just like one thing, you know, there's mm -hmm. no features or benefits, you know, you know, how much yeah. is this shirt? Um, uh, give them options then. Give them options for three shirts. You, the, the human brain loves, uh, loves options, but only in three. You can't have two. You can't have four. If you have three, they're going to actually, the brain feels better. The brain, this is how the brain operates. It feels better when it has three. And then there's another technique in, in getting them to the product that you know is the best for them and is also the best for the company from a profit margin standpoint. So I'll give you a couple of examples in a proposal standpoint. So when someone, someone contacts me and they want me to do, um, you know, they, they just say to me, uh, I want you to redo my website. You know, I could just send them a price here, $5,000 to redo the website. But instead I say, okay, 
and I give them options that they can a la carte and choose what they want. So now instead of saying, will I go with Alan Langer to do my website? They're thinking, what options am I going to go with to hire Alan Langer to do my website? It's a much different mindset. So now they're choosing, all right, well, he's going to do five pages. He's going to do a, a, a company story. He's going to do whatever. I come up with this a la carte thing and now they can choose them. And what happens is once they start working with you, they realize, wow, you're pretty good and they'll start choosing other options. But if, if it's just one, one item, try to come up with three, try to come up with different options. And then that'll take you into a different technique. And, and this is a really cool story. If I have, I know we have time to talk about this. So um, it's, it's in the book too. It's called the popcorn story. It's like an urban pricing myth. It's one of my favorite stories ever. So this is what I mean about the power of three and how to price your things to get the customer to feel like they're purchasing the best, not only the best option, but it is the best option. So there was a, a movie theater manager and he had two options for his popcorn. One was the small was $5 and the large was seven fifty, And Year after year, 96% of his popcorn sales were small. And that wasn't his best profit margin. And he's like, why is no one buying the large popcorn? It's a better deal. They get a lot more popcorn. And then for him, he made, a, he made more money. So he decided one day, he goes, I'm, gonna, I'm going to add a medium as an option. So instead of, now if you can picture this, $5 small, then he made the medium $7.25, and he made the large $8. So now when you're looking at those three prices, $5, $7.25, wow, that large popcorn looks like a hell of a deal because it's now compared to the medium and the small is basically an afterthought. So what it did psychologically is make the customer buy the better deal for themselves. They felt like they got a great deal and the business made more money. And here's the great statistic. So once he did this, I think it was 98% of his popcorn sales became large. The other two were small and he never ever sold a medium popcorn. It was just there to get the mind to, to purchase the, the better, the better product for the customer. You know, out of everything in your book, I think that was one of the things that stood out to me the most. Mm -hmm. And one of the first things that I implemented in what we do. Um, Did you you really? know, it, yeah. yeah, I love it. I mean, originally it was like, Hey, here's costs and just throw out a quote and if they bite, they bite, but to actually sit down and take the time to, um, come up with a few different options. One, it just, it, it was really cool because there was, you know, the lower price and, you know, if they want to go with that, great. But um, implementing the the medium and the large, um, almost like an exclusive uh, all-in package has yep. been just a turnout. So it's, I'm a witness uh, to this that it actually works because I've had instances where they go, oh, well, obviously I need to go with the biggest one. I mean, look at the difference. That, that's the deal right there. <laughs> exactly. Right. And, it's and, so cool. and if you didn't have that, they're not thinking that at all. They're, they're just one, they're just looking at that one number as a price. Now they're actually looking at the value they're getting and, and, and their thought process goes to a, to a purchasing place where mm -hmm. I want to, I want to deal, I want to deal with this guy because I like what I see instead of, am I going to hire him? It's, it's how I'm going to hire him. Uh, it's just, it's a very subtle switch in the mind, but, but man, it's a, it's a big difference, a huge difference. Yeah. So can you walk us through some steps? Um, and if this kind of applies to, to what you're doing, then great. If not, then we'll move on. But when it comes to actually pricing, um, do you have any rules of thumbs when it comes to maybe the gaps between, um, the, the small, the medium, the large, like how big is too big or what are some things that we can apply to our business in, in that area? 
So there's, there's, there's a couple of things and, and that's a great question as far as how do you apply the, the medium? You want the medium to be kind of far away from the small, if we keep using the small, medium and large. Okay. Um, but then you want the large to be close to the medium. So it becomes a no brainer. It, it would become like, well, why would I buy the medium when I can get the large for another 75 cents? Exactly. So, but the small is still an option for people who really don't want the, like the small popcorn would be for the parent who wanted to buy their kids a popcorn. Why would they <laughs> buy the large? They buy the small, but most of the time. So, so if you're doing like a website example, you know, intro website, <clears throat> five pages, one revision, you know, then, and that's a hundred dollars. And then you go to the medium, seven pages, three revisions, $250, but large is 10 pages, six revisions, $299. It's only a $49 difference. Mm -hmm. And you're looking at the small, like, well, yeah, I can do that for a hundred, but it's only five pages. Look at the large. I don't want to do the medium. I'm going to get five more pages. It just, it just brings you there very, very naturally. So, so I would, you know, that would be tip number one is, is, um, keep the medium distanced from the small, but then the large closer to the medium. So the large becomes the better, the better deal in your mind. And then the other tip is always, 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 always. And a a lot of independent business owners don't do this and your prices and your price in a nine. Don't just just give a flat out 5,000. Yeah. 4999 sound. It not only, Literally, they still don't know why. All the research that's done on the number nine, they still don't know psychologically why the number nine uh, causes people to purchase more. And it's not simply because it feels less expensive than like ten nine ninety nine sounds and feels better than ten dollars. It's a it's a, it's a penny, but it feels and. But here's the thing that there was this research, and again, this is in the book, and so you know, hopefully people are, are enjoying these stories, but they're all the research is out there that is it is it just because the price was lower, or was it the number nine? So they did this this study where they did a, a, a woman's blouse in a department store, and they had the same exact blouse, and they put it on sale, or they put it the pricing, they made one blouse thirty four dollars, they made one blouse thirty nine dollars, and they made another blouse forty dollars. So you would automatically think, well, the $34 blouse sold the most because it's $5 less. Not even close. The $39 blouse outsold 40 and 35, $34 by a wide margin. So that number nine, some reason, triggers a, com- a feeling of comfort in the, in the customer that they're getting a good deal. So end your pricing in a nine, even if it's like, you know, if you're a consultant and you're used to saying it's $1,500 for, for a coaching session, whatever. Nope, make it fourteen ninety nine. It it just feels better to the customer. I love it. So, if there's anything you would say to a small business owner, uh, entrepreneur that's out there, um, they haven't really um, had much experience with selling or pricing um, in their business. What would it be that you would tell them? Um, that piece of advice. Oh boy. Um, so so they're just starting out. You mean as a new sales rep or a new yeah. business owner? Well, New business owner. I mean, business owners have their hands in their business. They, they, they might not know where to price things. They, they're brand new to selling. I mean, as a business owner, like we said in the beginning, um, they're selling, whether you don't like that or that title or not, uh, it's the truth. So what would you say would be a a piece of advice to them? So most business owners, well, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of business owners go into, go into things 
and they don't want to be the salesperson. They're like, oh, I hate this part of the business. I have to sell it. Try to change that mindset and, and, and enjoy selling it because it's your product. It's your service. And again, you go back to, uh, let's say, I don't know, you open a yoga studio. Um, you know what you do helps people. Um, get out there and tell people that. You know, be okay with selling your product, but, but in a way where you just know that they feel very confident in buying it. And then again, set up your pricing. So a lot of, a lot of new business owners automatically go into a pricing um, where they're ending everything in a zero. So I would, you know, change that to the nine, go to a, go to a, a structure where you have choices for your customer. Don't just have, you know, boom. And you'll see this a lot in the re, re, the retail world obviously is the king of pricing. And you'll see that, you know, go and visit a lot of things that you, that you think have done a good job. Another yoga studio or a store that you say, I really like how they price this. I, you know, I went online a lot and I, and I did a lot of research and, and, the, the good, really smart companies, you'll see the triple pricing all the time. You'll see uh, social proof and testimon testimonials all the time. You know, when you're trying to buy, you know, you're trying to, uh, you know, book a hotel room, you'll see this thing pop up, say, Joe booked this hotel room in Wichita, Kansas 10 minutes ago. That's social proof at work. That's making you feel more comfortable because someone else did it. So um, I know I'm kind of, kind of going back and forth to answer your question, but don't be afraid to sell your product. Be confident in your product. Don't be afraid. Uh, get your pricing. Pricing is not an afterthought. Pricing should be your, one of your top priorities and how to get that properly set up so the customer feels good uh, in purchasing it. Those would be the top two things I would say. I love it. Um, one last question I have for you um, is when it comes to pricing, let's say on our website or brochure or um, in-house, whatever it is, um, should that price be right there or should it be like, um, Ooh, get a quote or call now to figure out what it is. I mean, obviously sometimes we have to do that for, because it's a different service for everybody, um, or each of our customers, but when there's an opportunity to show the price because it's already preset, should we do that? Yeah, that's a great question. I get that a lot. And it really depends on what you're selling. And, mm -hmm. and if you're able to build the value behind the price on your website, that's huge. Okay. You know, Warren Buffett said price is what you pay, but value is what you get. If they're just price shoppers, maybe that's not your customer then. You know, when I sold Anderson Windows, we, we were we were we were a company that wanted to have customers who needed who knew that they, there was value behind buying a good product, not just let me just get the cheapest window in my house. So if you can build the value, yeah, then I would show the price, give the three options on the website. If you feel like you need to meet the person and there's a lot of stuff they need to understand to build that value, then no, don't put it on your website. But if you're, if you're like, I, I just did a whole thing for a gym owner in Connecticut and um, we kind of went back and forth. I'm like, you have pricing options. You should have them on your website. He's like, no, no, no. I want them to come in. And you know, he's a customer. I, I, you know, he never put the pricing on his website. I think he made a mistake. I think he should do that. Um, he's still getting customers, but he's probably getting less because Here's the thing, when you have the call to action on your website, you know, call now, set an appointment. Remember, go back to people are afraid to talk to salespeople. Mm -hmm. So they're clicking that button knowing that, oh, I gotta talk to the sales guy. So you're starting behind the eight ball. If you can build the value on your website and then you got the pricing, you, and then they're obviously engaging with you, you're, you're halfway home. I love it. Well, Alan, thank you so much for joining me on Small Business Made Simple. This was 
Really, really good stuff. Um, I'm a personal fan. Obviously, I've read the book. Uh, I would encourage whoever is um, whoever is listening. Uh, it's the Seven Secrets to Selling More by Selling Less. Absolutely phenomenal book. Um, I've learned a lot. Been able to apply to my business. A ton of other people the same thing. So, Alan, where can we find out more about you online, and where can we get the book? So, uh, you can pretty much do everything on my website. So, it's www. Uh, Al Langer. So it's two L's in there, A-L and then L-A-N-G-E-R.com. And there you can click on, it says, get my book and it'll take you to Amazon. If you go straight to Amazon, just type in the title, the seven secrets to selling more. Um, if you type in Alan Langer, sometimes Edgar Allan Poe comes up first. So just watch out for that. <laughs> Don't buy his book. <laughs> Unless you want to learn about the Raven. Um, so yeah, but my website has everything. And then if you, if you want to have a chat with me, I always have uh, 30 minute free consultations about your business. You can sign up for that. Sign up for that on the website as well. Alan, thanks so much, man. It's been awesome to have you on the show. Sam, keep up the great work. I follow you on LinkedIn. It's all great stuff. So thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Small Business Made Simple. If you learned something insightful, actionable, or useful that you're excited to implement in your business, please leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Not only are you helping other future listeners find the show, you're giving them an opportunity to learn something valuable they can implement as well. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe in providing you with the tools you need to stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business.